What happens when you die? During college, I tried to answer that question by teaching classes on religion, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, and the idea of God in Western culture. They didn't resonate. I turned to Hinduism, Buddhism, Zen Buddhism, Taoism, great ideas about reincarnation and interconnectedness. Yet male figures represent the sacred. Not exclusively, but enough so that they fail to resonate with my newly minted feminist spirit. During high school, Elizabeth, my best friend, her mom had a women's only drum circle, went to women's festivals, and had lots of awesome books on the shelf. I loved the spiral dance by Starhawk, a primer on Wicca, with a feminist point of view that matched my own. That book remained on my shelf through every move post-college. Worshipping goddesses? Hmm. I grew up in Colorado, and Native American folklore was prevalent. I had children's books about various creation myths, how the earth was formed, how the stars were hung in the sky, the relationship between the moon and the sun. Birth, life, afterlife is a continuous wheel, nature as teacher, sometimes as a cruel teacher, but the source of all knowledge and life. It is the early 1990s, the era of the AOL chat room. Lots of pagans, Wiccans, goddess worshipers in chat rooms. These chat rooms were the cauldron into which I tossed all of the religious ingredients. I jumped into the virtual community, learned the power of personal ritual. I learned that there are many types of goddess worshipers, some specific, like Wiccans, some not so specific. I read Drawing Down the Moon, a compendium on paganism past and present by Margot Adler. I narrowed down the practices I liked, solitary, nature-worshipping, seeking joy and fulfillment in mind, body, and spirit. Then one night, I took a bath, gathered items that represented the five elements, metal, wood, water, air, and fire, bound them with string and intention, and became a practicing pagan. So that was about 25 years ago, and now I'm a green witch, herbalist, and always have an ear out for the voices of the plants and trees. What happens when you die? I'm still not sure, but I have a much richer life as a witch. Welcome to Broken Corners, coming to you from New Orleans. (laughs) Um, This week, we have our extra special guest, Tracy. Yeah. Friend. (laughs) Friend. Partner. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome to Broken Corners. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, and I'm Armando. I'm Karen. (laughs) Yeah, and this week we are on vacation in New Orleans, so we're recording here, which is very, very exciting. And spooky. <laughs> yeah, this week was Halloween. Yesterday was Halloween. Yeah. So we've sort of, uh, we've decided to go with a ooky spooky theme a little bit, and um, Tracy, as it happens, is is a witch. I'm a witch. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure how, when I was, um, when I was trying to figure out how to describe it, I wasn't sure if the word occult was okay or not, or if that's something you would, you would identify with at all, or... Don't say the old word. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't have an opinion. That's definitely the, the section of the bookstore I would go to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but then how would you, de- like, how would you describe your, your practice, or, like... I think that the occult is, yeah, it, it's so, it, it kind of, it's almost everything but but what Christianity oh, and okay. like mainstay religions, but right. it, it encompasses like Satanism and um yeah, I guess paganism, but also um 
the like ghosts and all that other stuff. So. Yeah. Well, so like in your um, like you said, your life is richer is a witch. So in your day to day, what? How does that manifest? Mm, um. So. And in Armando's day to day, because you live together. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, no. <laughs> it's a lot of plants. <laughs> Lots of plants. <laughs> Lots of plants. <laughs> oh, right. Well, because your, your big jam is like herbalism. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I have a, um, I have a book from Wee Moon and it's a daily, um, calendar. Mm-hmm. And so every day I look at the phase of the moon and where it is and what there's aspects. Um, goes through different like zodiac signs and okay, and then I just jot down some things, kind of that work with the mind, body, and spirit. Okay, it's not a lot of space, so it's easy. <laughs> <That's nice. laughs> yeah, like they, have you seen those books that are like um, they're the sevens a day journals, and they're you can get them in five or ten or fifteen year increments. So you just it's like for the laziest journalers ever. Yeah. That, that's all you have to commit this to. This is that with pictures and poems. Oh nice. Yeah, nice. yeah, with like paintings. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice. So you, you came into um was it Wicca? Wicca? Right? Is just, there a name? Just for it? Paganism. paganism, yeah, a little less specific. Okay, so uh you came into this like searching for something. You were searching for a meaning in how you would fit into the world and how the world fits into you, mm-hmm. right? Like some sort of, you know, much like a coming of age story, right? Yeah. Cool. Exactly, yeah. Um, but do you like, do you like, like going like, you were talking about the bookstores so when you go to Barnes and Noble mm-hmm. and you have the occult section, mm-hmm. but did you feel like it was like sensationalizing something and like not real, the real is more like, I need to get down to the real nitty gritty of it. Like, yeah. you know, I need to find like, these people are fine, but they're very commercial and they want to sell this book. I need to really get into like the history of it. And like, that would be your journey. Yeah. I think it would have been easier if, um, like now with Amazon yeah. or harder maybe, but with, with what we made it to Barnes and Noble was pretty broadly distributed from like actual, like good publishers like Llewellyn right. or, um, but, uh, Margot Adler is an NPR mm-hmm. reporter. So I figured I could trust her kind of, the book is like three inches thick. It has like, it has every single thing about, um, paganism and including the early days, not super early. It's, 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 um, it's a made up religion. It <laughs> is, but, but, but like, like, but like, all, all, like all, all religions. Yeah. Up, but it's right. like recently made up. Right. So it's like a new, it's new. It's, right. It had a resurgence in, uh, in like the twenties, Alistair Crowley, and then there was another, like in the seventies, like feminists wanting to reclaim so like everything. Every time women's rights have a surge, yes. There's a well, it seems like yes. yeah, that, that's yeah, the same thing that's with you. What I had, for. yeah. Like, so right, well, it makes sense that you know women would come find something that that they're the that is not a patriarchal lineage of people in power. Yeah. So. It was the, the great part was that, um, my first, uh, holiday was, um, the autumn equinox and you're supposed to go and offer like pomegranates and fruit and greet the day. Um, and 
you know, I'm not an early riser, so it was actually sundown. Greet <laughs> <laughs> the afternoon. Greet <laughs> the yeah. yeah. But I, like, ran to the Barnes & Noble on, like, 80-something street by the by Riverside Park in Manhattan and quickly, like, looked up a bunch of, like, like rituals, like, what am I supposed to do? Ran to a deli, bought some pomegranates, went to the park, climbed the highest rock I could find, and there on top of the rock were pomegranates and candles, and someone had already been there in the dawn, probably, yeah. judging from the, the state of the fruit. And, uh... Yeah, someone had just, someone else had done that. So oh. I felt like very, um, it was like, yes, this is the right moment. Wow. So it was a good, yeah. So last night we went on a uh, Halloween tour. Um, did you, like, I don't know, how would you guys describe it? Did you guys have a good time? It was fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, so, okay, so it was a, um, it was a van tour. It was three hours long. <laughs> it was um, it was Bloody Mary tours here in New Orleans, and they um, they have their own like museum, voodoo, hoodoo shop, and then it's it, part of this old what two or three hundred year old the house the house yeah. um, that has a full like courtyard and um, slave quarters in the back, and then um, they had us go. They had us start by going giving us these different. Um, measuring like energy measuring instruments yeah that i don't like i'm not exactly sure what they were or what well, they were measuring but it was kind of cool because i mean they seem like to be merging uh tools from the past with tools from the present or like go, right? ghostbusters yeah so like maybe we had like those i don't know what they were called you guys would probably the, the mining rods right which oh, would be an right. older like probably centuries old yeah. technique oh you were talking about the water thing yeah they they i've heard them called um dousing rods before too so it's yeah. just two um l-shaped rods that the short leg of the l is like a handle and then you, um, you know, just hold them out and you can, people could use them to find water. Um, one of my parents' really good friends had done that, um, which my dad was horrified by because he thought, it, you know, any, because in the, like the way I was raised, anything that wasn't about Christian God was about the devil automatically. So, um, yeah, that wasn't a big hit in my house. But yeah, so at the tour last night, those were, those were sort of the, the most low tech. Yeah. Um, ones we had, and it was supposed to be like if you asked a question, if they crossed, it was a no, and if they opened, it was a yes. Um, but so they sent us upstairs in this house where there was sort of just an empty middle room, and then there was a room with a kitchen and a little hallway and a bathroom. And then on the other side, there was a creepy kids' room full of dolls and like a Harry Potter understairs kind of door. <laughs> um, and what happened? What happened up there? Yeah, what happened, guys? There was a intuitive in our group. Oh, oh God, those ladies. <laughs> yep. I, yeah, there was. <laughs> <laughs> so the tour was, was what, like 12 people probably? I think so, right? Two, and, five, um, almost a coven. Seven, about 10? <laughs> so there, yeah, so there was, uh, there was the three of us, and there were these three ladies from the Washington State area um, who... I don't know. So the like the one said she was an intuitive, um, and then the other sort of seemed to have like these assigned roles, like they were like some kind of. And the other was a flash photographer. <laughs> just, <a> photographer. <laughs> just nonstop flashing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So when we we went into the room with the we went into the room with the stove 
the little kitchen. Um, and the, I don't know, the rods kind of, the, the rods were responsive, but I don't know how much. Well, they were moving for you guys. They weren't moving for me. Yeah. Cause I just. Cause what did you do? Cause I was like, I just held my breath. And I was like, all right, so if I, I, I want to make as minimal movement as possible. I said, if I don't, if I just stand here and they don't move, would it move? And it didn't move. But it was moving for you, Tracy. It was moving. It was moving. You were asking a question. I asked a questions. The lady in the bathroom did not want us to go to the bathroom in the bathroom. Yeah, I had to, <laughs> the ghost lady. The thing about New Orleans is like you could drink all the time. And we had, and you can drink on the street. You can drink on the street. So we had a couple, and I really have. Sometimes it's been known that when I have a few drinks, my bladder just totally disappears, and I go a lot. And I had to go, but I was not going to pee in there. Yeah. Well, one of the other ladies immediately said, "Oh, there's a woman in here," and um, the I don't know. The rods were pretty twangy for me in there. I didn't ask a specific question because I have qualms about interacting with spirits. Um, if, you know, if they're there and, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It was, they were almost like twirling back and forth for me, but, um, I don't know. I don't know how much of that is like, oh shoot. I looked up this term because it's what makes Ouija boards work and I can't remember, but it's, it's basically like your, um, your body is moving it. It's just at a micro level. Yeah. Unconscious muscular action. Is that it? No, I, I, well, here's something I don't, well, something similar, and I know that it's kind of tangential. Mm-hmm. Um, the lifting the board thing? Yeah. Did you ever do that? The light as a, light as a feather, feather yeah. Light as a board. Yeah, I have. You have? Did it work? It did, it worked once. How many people did you have doing it? Like six. Six people and one person? And one guy. One guy? One guy was laying down? One guy was laying down. Did, um, like, where was he laying? On the floor on the or floor. on, like, a bed? And we were young. We were, like, nine or ten. Mm. I was really curious about that. And it and it worked. It totally worked. We lifted him up with just two fingers. Did you ever do it? No. So, <laughs> you, you, the person lying, someone rubs their temples and gets them to relax. And like kind of calms them down and so that they're really relaxed. And then, you know, you're light as a feather, you're stiff as a board. Now we're going to raise you up or something like that. And we, we did it. Hmm. And it was, we were, yeah, it was like six girls and a guy, kind of a hefty guy, but young. <laughs> and then my dad, my dad came in right when I was like, when we were doing, like right when we were doing it and he, he like, he's like, what are you doing? And then and he fell down. <laughs> so is that a, is that a birthday party? Is that a witch thing? I think it's, um, cause that was in a movie, wasn't it? Witchcraft? I don't know. It was in the craft. The craft. The craft. That's the I don't know why that's helpful for anyone, except for that you get to be raised up by people's two fingers, like four fingers, two, your two, first two fingers on each hand is what you use to lift them up. That'd be like, well, it teaches you that many hands make light work. Many hands make light work. Oh, Oh, no. And idle hands are the devil's work. That is true. Um, Yeah, so I think that you guys, other than like, it was good. Well, so, okay, so we came, we came down, we came down from there yeah. after we'd been up in those rooms for a little bit. Oh, and in the other room, there was, 
there was this creepy little uh, teddy bear thing that speaks sometimes, and Tracy and I both like felt this extreme wave of heat in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so then when we went downstairs, we found out the story was that there had been this young couple who lived up there post Katrina, um, and the guy had uh, killed the girl, and then in the bathroom and uh, cut her up, and then baked part of her and. Um, he eventually committed suicide like 14 or 15 days later by jumping off a roof on a hotel bar. Um, and then there were, you know, and then there were like pictures of them all over the place. That was a little creepy. It was creepy. Yeah. Um, but then we got in the van, the, I don't know, what did you guys think of Gina, our, um, who was our tour guide? She was fine. Yeah, she was, um, I mean, I think she's a practitioner of voodoo. Oh, yeah. what do you mean? You're, are you asking what do we think about her driving? <laughs> That's what you want to talk about. Um, well, she could drive. It, it's got to be hard driving down here, especially last night when there was just like like an hour of that tour was like in traffic. Yeah, that was true. We A lot of the streets in the French Quarter were blocked off, and so we ended up sort of trapped down there at the start of the van, part yeah. of the tour. Um, but we got to see a lot of people in Halloween costumes. Mm-hmm. And we got to experience an aggressive... See, we're from New York, so the aggressive drivers are, like, our thing. But we got to experience a, a Cajun, <laughs> Cajun-style aggressive driver. She was a really cool lady. She's, like, a um, native New, New Orleanian. Uh, and she's, like, this beautiful woman with long blonde hair. Probably, I don't know, probably in her 50s. And she was in, like, a full... Um, you know, witch gown and like Elvira. Has, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so then when we went to the cemeteries, the other thing was there was a storm coming, and so there was actually a bad tornado last night. Um, didn't hit here, but it was just amazing to me, at least, to see like she would walk in front of us and she was taking you know photos to see if she could pick up spirit energy or whatever. And um, you know, like her, just the I don't know, just the ambiance of it all of her, you know, her dress flowing back with her hair. And, and she was a cool lady, too. She, um, I mean, she, she talked a lot about the history of New Orleans, too. So it was cool to go around in the van because we, yeah. we went to parts of the city we definitely wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah, definitely. Especially the cemeteries. They were far out. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many cemeteries here. Yeah. But then you guys live in the middle of a cemetery in yeah. Glendale, too. Well, yeah, Queens is like the biggest freaking cemetery thing in New York. Um, but it's green. Oh, yeah. It's really green. It's lovely. A little less concrete. A little less. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, the, for me, like, the there wasn't anything spooky at all about the cemeteries. Mm-mm. No. I always feel weird about going to cemeteries, just, like, as a, not to pay respects, mm. but I'm going as, like, a, as a tour or something. It just feels weird to me. Yeah. Um, so maybe slightly disrespectful, but that's maybe my hang-up. I don't know, but it was fine. It was very. It was weird to be at a cemetery at night and like no one's there. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. dark. It wasn't like they were well lit or parks or anything. They were cemeteries that were dark. Yeah, and very peaceful. Mm-hmm. Like very yeah. Like, quiet. So. Yeah, and we weren't really whooping it up. I mean, people people were having you know we're having fun. It was like friendly, but it wasn't like yeah you know drinking and screaming and, Not and whatnot. Yeah. So, um, I do want to get back to your story because, so you said 25 years you've been, um, switching it up. And, yeah. um, <laughs> so like, 
I don't know, like, it, it seemed like this is something, like, this was your journey, you, you're doing the research, like, I don't know, something like, I don't know if this is, like, ever possible, but, you know, you're, you're always, as a human being, you're kind of, like, looking for, um, to be comfortable in your own skin. When were you finally comfortable with, like, oh, this is what I am, this is what, you know, this is not the, you know, the normal um, narrative of society, right, in a Christian uh, country such as ours. Um, how do you, like, you know, when were you just like, oh, no, this is who I am. Fuck all of you. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and uh, yeah, get on board. There was, uh, there was, there was one point where um, the military has on your dog tags, they put uh, your religion. Mm-hmm. And I remember at some point soon after I became a pagan that they allowed paganism to be a symbol mm-hmm. on your dog tag so that you would have like pagan rights. I didn't know how they would know what that is because <laughs> it's so, it's, it's not specific. Right. Um, but so that, I thought that was interesting. I felt if the military is going to accept right. this as a religion, that made me feel so you felt some, validation. some validation. But I think it was, um, I mean, being a solitary practitioner, it's like a, you don't, I didn't look, seek outside validation that was part of the whole point um so that was that was just through um through ritual you know there's eight sabbats we we celebrate and um someday i'd like to take them all off of work (laughs) but until that day but i think one of the things that was really validating was um when i was an apprentice at for susan weed the she's a herbalist she's also um, a witch, and we there was an initiation ceremony, and she, um, my name is Silver Oak, and I got my big toe painted green. <laughs> and why did they do that? It's it was part of the ceremony, oh, okay. part of the ritual. Um, and Elizabeth was there, and she also, um, she's Tangle Moss, and she also has her toe painted green, and so then. And there was also kind of a game plan. So if I wanted to become a high priestess, all I have to do is have public celebrations of every holy day mm. and prove it to Susan that I did that, and then she would grant me a high priestess status. What would that look like, a public celebration? <sighs> yeah, good question. I, I, you know, I think about that a lot. Like, is it, um, could be a podcast? I don't think it has to be in a park in actual, in contact with people, but it could. Can this episode get you uh, one box check? <laughs> no, we missed it. It was yesterday. <laughs> oh, well, we can back it. <laughs> but yeah, it would be something like that. So it was nice to have, you know, I, there's a goal. Well, what would be, what would it mean to be a high priestess? I could just say I am one among people who care. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. And that's part of it. It's like if you have enough, there's, I, for 25 years, I don't think I hit every single, um, holy day. Yeah. You know, yeah. August 2nd is kind of hard and <laughs> Groundhog's Day. What's August 2nd? <laughs> Lunasa. Okay. Um, but it's the best part. And I think what really helps too with, um, this circle of life is, a cliche but that all of the the seasons and the the moon going around the earth and the sun and the earth going around the sun or however that works um uh that cycling is very um calming mm. to me it just, it, so i mean like that makes sense to me because the 
like the flow of the holidays and, you know, is sort of part of the cycle of the year for me, for yeah. sure, of just, you know, Labor Day, you've got the big gap till Thanksgiving, but then, you know, like right now when we, you know, when we go home, it'll be like, oh, it's going to be Thanksgiving in a few mm-hmm. weeks and yeah. then Christmas and so that, you know, having that sort of, I don't know, like as, as somebody who doesn't have kids, I don't have the, like a lot of people measure or use as markers, mm-hmm. um, oh, the, you know, Benji was four, or Benji was right. just in kindergarten when whatever happened, but like, yeah, the ritual, it really makes a, yeah, the holidays makes a big difference like that. Yeah, and even some people send me solstice cards, which is nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Are they Hallmark cards? No. There isn't, uh, they have to be Hallmark cards. There, yeah, there must be, right? Well, they don't really have. Well, that's what Etsy shots are for, right? Etsy, yeah. Yeah. Or blank. Or blank cards. Blank cards. Well, so you two are a couple. Couple of what? Jerks. But I'm fine. So, well, a, I want to talk about like how that happened a little bit, and then, um, and then, but well, let's start with this instead. How? Like, how does it, so you guys don't share the same uh, spiritual beliefs. Is that fair to say? It is fair to say, but while I was raised Catholic and still kind of like, I'm Catholic light, I guess, uh, means that, uh, you know, I do believe in something. I mean, I respect other beliefs, and it's really not that far off because, as the Protestants used to say, Catholicism is a form of paganism, so I mean... Yeah. Oh well, that's one. I mean, that's one of the things Gina was talking about last night is how Catholicism sort of blends with a lot of yeah. um, shamanistic religions really well. Right. Um, which that was like for the Immaculata the, when the Jesuits came in, like they actually like they integrated with the Native American tribes mm. in that way. Whereas then when the which was the French, and then once the English came in, they were like, "No, yeah. be Protestant. We will crush you." Yeah. So I mean, the English really. Did have a like problem. Yeah, they were big on crushing. Yeah, they didn't yeah. like the fact that you know the French and the Spaniards were like party people. I think they, were, <laughs> they, they didn't get to go to the parties, and we had a lot of parties. Yeah, so. they never, they don't have good food for their parties. No, it's always boiled something. <laughs> <laughs> um, boiled goose. <clears throat> but so, is there ever any like for you guys as far as how you celebrate holidays, or is there Not like really. how is that? I mean, because every. Every religion celebrates Christmas. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I know. I, I'm joking. But I'm not. I like a lot of people just like it's the, it's the season, it's the year, you know. It's, it's, well, it's Christmas time. Every every religion celebrates the death of the year. I think that um, I think that Christmas is based on pagan ritual when the Roman Empire came and conquered Britain they found that there were certain things that they just kept going to kind of make as much peace as possible in the land and that was a big one yeah. um, and so so is it solstice it's solstice it's it's, it's solstice um, winter solstice in the northern hemisphere and summer solstice in the southern hemisphere the so we I light a candle for solstice so that the Sun King can, you know, be reborn, find his way back. Yeah. And, um, but we also have, um, Armando introduced uh, Noche Buena, which is the 24th of December, is the big. Right, Christmas Eve, which is where we, you know, when I grew up, that was the big thing. You would have 
my my grandmother would make a big meal. We'd have, you know, the typical Puerto Rican, traditional Puerto Rican meal. And then we'd all wait up. No, we'd go to sleep around 10 and then wake up around 12. And you would open your gifts. And then the next morning, you'd go to sleep probably around 2 o'clock. And then the next morning, you get up and you play with your new toys. Oh, nice. And, and I always, you know, I, I think more that it's a better way because then the parents could sleep in the next day. It'll yeah. have to, like, be... Shaken by the pet, like the children. Yeah, we did that in my family too. Mm-hmm. It wasn't, it wasn't Noche Buena, but it was. Um, yeah, I don't know why we just traditionally did Christmas Eve instead of Christmas morning. Yeah, and it was usually like lasagna or pizza <laughs> for Christmas Eve, and then um, oh, it was because we like we would either go to midnight mass or like mm-hmm. watch midnight mass from the Pope. Yeah, um, and then yeah, and then the next day you can just get up and relax instead yeah. of. Yeah. You just have like a fun little breakfast and then everybody's just doing whatever they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 fun. But um the Romans were pagans too. Before um Before they before the, yeah. the Christianity came. Yeah. So they also Who some what emperor? Uh, somebody. Yeah, yeah, the sixth? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well I know Constantine is is one that was uh Emperor Constantine was Somebody who did something with Catholic stuff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Broken God is a historical. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did like I, I did a Constantine. Lot. You were right. The Edict of Milan. I know some stuff, people. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, Swa. Um, when I did, I took a bunch of classes on Arthurian literature in college, and that's one of the. Theories around it is that Arthur is essentially, you know, the mm. Sun King or Apollo, and then um, you've got Guinevere and Morgan Le Fay. She was a witch. Who's the other one? So, in that they are, they're the the three in one, the Mother Maiden Crone oh, okay. manifestation. Um, which I always thought was interesting, but I never read those books. Or yeah, like that's the King Arthur stuff, right? Like that's, yeah, 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 like um, well, there's there's Th White, there's a sword in the stone, and mm-hmm. um, have you you have you read the Mist of Avalon? Oh yeah, like yeah, that, times. <laughs> yeah, that book will mess you up. I love it. Yeah, Mist of Avalon <laughs> is sort of like a um a women's folk, the women character focused mm, okay. um, take on it, and pagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like a lot a, of goddess stuff. Me too. Morgan Le Fay is um, Arthur's brother, a sister, and she's a witch. So, uh, yeah, no, I know her because they have a character of her in DC Comics. Yeah, so she's a witch, so and she, and the book is about her and her experience, but she's like a little, no, she's usually not the, usually it's like Lancelot, Guinevere, and, mm-hmm. and King she, Arthur, but she, this book is all about her. Now in the comics, and I don't know how true it is in the book, does she have a son? Yes. And she keeps Mordred. Right. And she keeps him a child, right? Mm-hmm. Or something like that? Well, Mordred is who eventually takes down Arthur. And oh, okay. Mordred is what, like, kills Camelot. Oh, okay. So in the comics... And I think Merlin, Merlin is in there, too, doing some, some yeah. like, monkeying around in the mix. Like, not necessarily good or bad, but just shaking it up. Mm. But he, he has something to do with it, too. I can't remember. Well, they, um... They pair it up somehow. They they trap him in a in a tree. Um, oh, like tra- the guy last night. What guy last night? The one with the coffin, and he got wrapped up into the tree, and his face is in the tree. Yes. Where the ancestor when we touched the tree, the live oak tree in the park. <coughs> oh, okay. 
the ancestor of somebody uh-huh. who owned the land. Uh-huh. They was buried under his favorite oak tree. Right. And his coffin was eventually like sucked up into the tree. Oh, I'm so dumb. I thought I thought it was like a thing about a storm that it because she had talked so much about the possibility like mm. where they that it wasn't true in Katrina about the coffins yeah. coming out of the ground. I thought mm. she meant like the coffin ended up in the tree. Like up in the branches. Oh, it was just incorporated into the That's what she was into the trunk. Yeah. And then oh, she said there's okay. a face of a man sometimes you see in like I don't know where. But somewhere. I thought it looked like a vagina over balls on the side. Oh yeah, and I was patting that. Yeah, the area. balls are what I touched. Yeah, me too. Like, because they told us to go touch something and yeah. you know, close your eyes and see what you felt. And they made fun of me by saying it was whimsical, but the the guy was a poet. I imagine there was whimsy. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, well, so it, it had been a. It was the dueling. Oh, it was yeah, the dueling. Exactly, exactly. It was where people would come to duel, both right. with swords and then later with, with guns. guns. Right. right. Um, but you had a lot of questions about um, spirits and Katrina. Oh yeah, she said something. Gina said something that to me was really fascinating about how um, the spirits left New Orleans and were gone. Well, the good ones, right? Yeah, and the, then there was this dark force that came yeah. in, and so um, I, I brought it up again later in the tour, um, and she said that it was it was she said it lasted for about three years, and then um, I don't know if it was me or somebody else asked about what it was, and she she was like it was it was a dark force, a large dark force that came up with the water. Dark water. Dark, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, and then, and she just like blew out of the room as she said it. We were in, okay, so we had gone to, that stop on the tour was at the home of the woman called Bloody Mary, who owns the tour company, who is a voodoo priestess, and so they, she has a voodoo temple within her home. And so we were there, and there was all kinds of, um, voodoo paraphernalia, um, there, it was a four-sided room, so each side of the room was dedicated to a different aspect um, of sort of the origins of and the direction. Yeah, like so there was the element, fire. Yeah, elements. Fire. Yeah, and there was so there was like a swamp side and um, uh, an African um, side and the Catholic side, and the, yeah, at each course, and then in the middle there was sort of a. Um, Almost a tree that was a, an altar, mm-hmm. and it had glass bottles stuck on the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen those in, I mean, on TV, like out in the woods where people build those. Um, but, and then it had, like, spinal bones wrapped around it and different snake. offerings. Yeah, it was a snake, right? A snake. Yeah. Oh, do snakes have bones? Yeah. Do snakes have Apparently. Otherwise, they'd just be goo. What? Yeah. 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 They do? Yeah. Yeah. I'll Google it. <laughs> um, I believe you. It's just weird. I don't know. Yeah. So I asked this question about the dark spirit in the temple, and so when when Gina answered, that was she just you know swept out at her. Um, that was her moment. Yeah, but I th- I thought that was really interesting. I mean, so we we had a little bit of a conversation about this last night because I just like I said before, I have some qualms about it all, just because my my dad was so fundamentalist in yeah. his take on Christianity, and so. He, his whole thing was like you don't you don't open up doors when you don't know what's behind them mm-hmm. um, and he he told the story about his his daughter from his first marriage had a babysitting job 
and he went over either to check on her or to pick her up and she had she had like boys and friends over and they were using a Ouija board like she wasn't really taking care of the kid like she was supposed to or the kid was in bed I don't know um and so my dad went in and just like put his hand down on the Ouija board and said like in the name of Jesus I command you to leave and then after that, like, the kids couldn't get it to work anymore. And, and also, like, he grabbed his daughter and was like, you know, we're going home. You suck. So who was babysitting the kid? Oh, that's a good point. They couldn't have left. <laughs> Maybe he made everybody else leave. I command you to leave. Uh, yeah. You, like, you go, sorry, little shit bag of this. <laughs> right. Stay asleep, baby. Um... But yeah, so I I guess that's why maybe that's why I latched on to that part of what she said because the at the beginning of the tour she did a um a little bit of ritual with a drum to open okay. open the door for the spirits to communicate with us or to interact with us. And then she made sure to close it. We pulled back by the museum at the end. Um that cracked me up that she just she was like, I'm gonna double park. Double park so that I can close the door. I gotta close the gate. But I felt weird about that. Because we opened it inside and we closed it outside. Right. Worried about that. Because I think the gate is in is in our hearts <laughs> or our mind. I was I was acting like yeah. I don't know. It was interesting, but but so then but that's something that you. Um, I mean, I know about this initially from the craft, right? But then I I have experienced it a couple of times. Um, like when yeah, when we were upstate when. Um, when we put Rachel's ashes, um, when those were in tour, um, in, in that circumstance, like I probably wouldn't have participated in that except it was where our, our friend had passed away. And so, um, some of her, her ashes were being put, um, in a special place where people could visit. And so like the, the corners were called and, um, yeah, the, the guardians of the directions. So it's North, it's north, south, east, west, sky, and ground. It's in that order? Like, yeah, do it in that order? I, I do it in that order. And then they protect you when you are putting energy together, getting a cone of power so you can create um, some intentions to put into the universe. Mm-hmm. That's like the group power uh, ritual. Um, it kind of just forms the basis of whatever is going to come next. And then at the end of the ceremony or ritual, you go the other direction to let them all free mm. so they're not still calling, like watching out for you. But what are the like potential dangers of leaving the gates open? Like, you're just op- you're just susceptible to any you know negative energies that may be lingering around. I mean, part of the part of the um, for for pagans, part of the uh, something to consider, part of the ethics is that whatever you know, like craft, like all these different witch movies where they can make people like bring on different negative energies. Mm-hmm. The it, the the wisdom is that whatever you you uh, whatever you release comes back to you threefold. So just know about that. So if you are going to kind of put out some negative, harmful energies towards somebody, it'll come back to you threefold. Huh. 
exactly. Because it's it's all about the to me I think of it as like energy is neither created nor destroyed. It's just like moves. It just moves around in different ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's just what's going to come back. But part of the um, there's all these different things. Like part of the occult is is writing sigils. Um, it sounded like the voodoo folks do the same thing. They write sigils on pieces of paper that have meaning. Mm-hmm. Then you burn them. And that releases the energy right. of the purpose of the sigil. And so there's like, um, the, I can't remember their names now, but there's a people who wrote like the Illuminati trilogy have a whole like occult, I don't know what else to call it, practice. It's like a online course where you can become adept at this. And it's like the basic start of the practice mm. is like making these sigils. I have a book of sigils that I tried to make, but really, if it takes like more than twenty minutes, I'm not going to do it. So, <laughs> very practical, very practical witch. <laughs> That's too much time. It's too much time. Do you think? Um, do you think there's a? Uh, this is a question. I don't know. I just thought it right now. But do you think that because we kept talking about like the craft and all these movies, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of an episode of um, this cartoon that I was watching, um, where um, they were playing with magic. And just like the basis of every movie, they're playing with magic and they don't know what they're doing. And then evil shit happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like some something comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? But that's the movie. But do you think on like on a real note, like people who uh, like watch something like The Craft and they want to get it together and they don't know what they're doing, do you think that they have the potential to unleash, you know, harm whether to themselves or to the world? Yeah, there's um. I think something in college that someone told me, the professor, so um, I, I really did take like every religious class that NYU had, and she was the Taoism teacher, professor, and she also did kundalini yoga, mm-hmm. and she got really quiet and serious one day. She's like a hippie, self-described, and she said, her eyes got really big and she got really serious, and she's like, please please don't do kundalini yoga on acid. <laughs> that's what I, I laughed. I was like, oh, yeah, because that's what I'm going to run home and do to my, in my dorm. But she said that she had people end up in the mental institution mm. because of it. And so I think that there are, and there are people who are really good at going into, um, there's all these meditations that are journey meditations. And so they take you to um, a door, and they and you think about what the door looks like, and then you open the door, and then you keep going. So you're going into like your inner self, and there are a lot of people who um, don't come back the same after those types of like intense meditations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so I think that we had. Um, so, but, but part of it is too. That's the part where you protect yourself. Like that's where the the pentagram comes from, and salt yeah. around the circle, and and really just making sure that the 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 energy can't cross over. But you can still interact with it. But you that like so I've only done it really successfully with um, three people, and we um, we tried to engage with some energy and. It didn't work out so well, and we got really uncomfortable, and then we just, like, called the whole thing. Like, we just stopped and, like, undid it and 
cleaned up and just finished the wine like outside and on the deck. <laughs> like, just couldn't do it that way. But but what, so, was, what was uncomfortable? Well, it was the ghost that you have in your apartment. <laughs> oh, cool! I yeah. definitely don't want to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? No, so, it's gone. It's gone. It's gone. Close the gate, Karen. But it it um. It's just, you never know, even after, you never know if it's, if it's all in your head or not. That's the whole point. And I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know if there's a difference between, um, that type of journey and the, you know, the kind of guided meditation where you're actually like, seeing, like, the person who's guiding you is actually making you see things, and you're actually there. If there's any difference between that and it not being real, like, it, it almost doesn't matter. Right. So we don't know, if it, even if we thought it was real, it doesn't mean that there actually was. We, you know, yeah. we might have projected that. Who knows? Like, I still have some right. level of skepticism, but the power that you create with the three people when you raise the cone, that's definitely real. Like you can feel that in the center of the room. And then you're supposed to um, use that, that you all create. So you have like a third, uh, like a fourth thing in the middle that you're manipulating or talking to. And that, um, that part, I definitely feel that. The rest of it, I don't know. We really wanted something to happen. We wanted like the wind in the room to start. Well, I don't know. That happens on the, in the movies. <laughs> yeah. We wanted to manifest something. Right. Um, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. So I we mean, tried really hard. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with Karen. I'm like, I like to um, not mess with things. Like when we were at the cemetery, I'm like, all right, you know, you guys, I don't want to take any pictures here. Like, I don't want to, like, you don't bother me, I'm not going to bother you, and then we're going <laughs> to go on living our separate ways, and please enjoy the afterlife. One day I'll see you soon. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. I don't, yeah, I mean, I've always been that way, you know, growing up. Um, but I've never really been into witches or wizards or what's magicians. I've never, never been my thing. Yeah. Um, part of it is because I've always thought of it more to be like what women do. Or like girls. But you love superheroes. You're obsessed no, with superheroes. And so yeah, but they're so like when I would play like role playing games, like mm-hmm. the but the video role playing games, not like D and D. Um, you know, the the mage usually fell to the the woman. Well no, the mages were men and like women were like well they either one of them, they well very characteristic attributed to women. I don't know, that's you keep her and it's usually the uh, the healer. Is usually the woman, mm-hmm. you know, very um, stereotypical. So I was like, oh, and then like with the Harry Potter thing, I'm like, I'm not really into this. It's like he's got a wand. Like you need a gun, you know. Not that you need a gun, but you know. Um, and then uh, I can't like. Well, you guys love that show, The Magicians. Can't get behind it, <laughs> except for the name. Um, they should be witches. <laughs> should they be witches? Like it's yes. not a very. Like, <laughs> but the name of the book is Magicians, right? Yeah. And they well, do that, magic. The the people who don't get into the school okay. but still go after magic are called hedge witches. Okay. Because you know like the hedge schools in Ireland where the Catholics like the Catholics and the um uh like the Gaelic 
schools were, the Druids were basically able to keep yeah. teaching, mm-hmm. even though the English had come in and made it illegal. I think that's where they're getting that from. Gotcha. So, yeah. So, yeah, I've always um, been like, eh. And, like, you know, wizards, I guess, are kind of cool. Is there a difference between them? There is, right? <laughs> wizards? Like, oh. It just all depends on what world they seem to be wearing different clothes. Well, there's robes and with pointy hats. You can be as sparkly as you want to be. You can be as sparkly. Yeah. yeah, Warlocks is another one. Yeah, sorry, Which Warlock. is in Warlock. Warlock is more, we have to let war in the name, so it's very you yeah. Know, yeah. masculine. That was why I was not supposed to watch the Smurfs. Because of the war Warlocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was always a big... Yeah. He didn't seem like a very confident person. No, he wasn't. And also with the times, like, uh, historically, the like... Men brought paganism back to England, mm. and like men led the charge. So this was like the, the when the women started doing it, it was like a very new thing. Um, because that was the times. You know, something I wonder with the um, the whole idea of it being forbidden and don't don't open the doors and all that. Like I wonder how much of that is sort of the the influence of not necessarily the patriarchy, but just sort of like the the power structure mm-hmm. of the established church saying like you're not allowed to own the ritual for yourself. It needs yeah. to be you need to come pay into our system to play. Mm-hmm. And so there's you know be afraid of what could happen right. um, if we're not there. Or also you know religion is a, is a source of control, right? So it's like. If you if you start noticing that you are empowering yourself, like you, like what you said, you're then maybe you'll start questioning the whole system as a whole and start like dismantling shit. We can't have that. Yeah, can't have you do that. Well, that's why I, I don't know. I mean, that's why I think there's so been so much anti atheist feeling in the U.S. for so long is because you're not under the thumb, like you're you know. Yeah. You're not under that particular thumb. There's plenty of thumbs to be under. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Country. <laughs> our, our country has many thumbs. Many thumbs. It's all thumbs. It's all <laughs> thumbs. So, um, I don't know. Like it just when I was a kid, um, I went to this. Not just I went to this. I don't know what it was. I don't even know why I went. I just my mother took me, and it wasn't the lady. It was um, <laughs> like there was kind of like. Everyone sat in a room. There was all Latinos, and they all sat in this room, and like they were listening to something, and it was definitely not, um, you know, it was definitely I don't know what I don't know if it was Santeria or whatever. So I think it was uh, El Salvadoran people. So I don't know what they, you know, what, what maybe this Santeria, but it was like really like you couldn't, um, you know, you couldn't. Don't cross your leg, your arms, or something. This way, nothing. All these like rules, and it was all like people having like deep, like, um, like what is that when you speak in tongues and you kind of have that convulsions? Uh-huh. And people going through that, and like pe- this lady just like walking around talking to people. It was really like a place that I needed to get the fuck out of <laughs> right away. And I'm just looking at my mother like, why the hell am I here? What made you uncomfortable about it? Um. Don't say it's because of the ghost in my apartment. No. Well, um, no, it was just like, I I have a fear of um, mob mentality. Uh-huh. And I have a fear of like, 
people kind of like getting together with something and then like really either um whether it's real or not sometimes i am a skeptic so sometimes i'm like i don't know if they are going to act a little extra just to put it on yeah yeah or just the performative yeah, yeah or maybe this shit is real mm-hmm. and we should all get out of here because once again we are probably messing because i also don't trust that person who's doing it yeah maybe we're messing with something uh we ought to be but then at the same time like you know maybe it was like I was afraid immigration was going to come and like take everybody <laughs> out. You know, Puerto Ricans, I had the luxury of being a citizen, mm-hmm. but like I would have got lumped up in there with them. And I don't know, they, you know, that's a perfect place for that. <laughs> <laughs> they, um, I was reading, I'm reading a book, um, and there's a Haitian part of it and the loas that are the, the deities. Um, in one of the ceremonies, they mount people. They mount you. To what? They mount you. Oh, wait. <laughs> and, and like the women start flailing around. And this woman, who's like the, one of the protagonists, she's like really susceptible, but she's also, she's a prostitute. Um, but I thought that was really interesting. Like there is that, um, like what you were saying, like there's something, there's pad, Every think of all the religions, all the church ceremonies you've been to. There's pageantry, there's ornate mm-hmm. ritual, mm-hmm. and um, you have to suspend your every. Something needs to happen so that you suspend your everyday belief and you enter a different space, like a spiritual space. Mm-hmm. Like it's not rational. That's not what anyone's going for. It's like everything but that. Right. So that's, and that's also, um, difficult to, if you're not into, if you're not into it, like it's hard to get there. Yeah. I mean, I think there is a luxury that some people have to get there easier than others. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Maybe, you know, for whatever reasons, I'm not sure. Well, I think it's, it's a certain amount of submission, um, to the, to the process and to being part of the group. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it comes back to community. I mean, mm-hmm. even the, like the energy bump you were talking about, mm-hmm. when our group of friends gets, gets together, yep. that absolutely, that, you know, chain is there, that yep. like energetic element. I mean, we don't have it right now because we've been together for a long time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our energy's way ahead of We've had a lot to drink for days. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, that's why I wonder how much of it is community. I mean, I always think that, like, everyone we know could be a witch. It's just yeah. we're all different kinds. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, everybody, everybody that, you know, clicks in our group of friends is, um, right. got that sort of, like, vibration. Yeah. And there's, it's palpable. You're absolutely right. And there's colors to it. Um, our energy, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, people need people. I yeah. mean, that's no, I know that was cheesy, but I mean, <laughs> people need to interact with people. Yeah. It, it, like you get energy off of it, like you said, like you come alive. Like when you're sitting in a house, sometimes you're like, it's good, and sometimes you're like, fuck, I need to talk to somebody because like, yeah. I've been alone way too long. Yeah, like I definitely try and get energy up and ground and center, and like try and like do it myself, and it's so hard. To get the little thing going, but like with just two other people, it's like bam. That's why it's it's so fun to do it with other people 
because um, it's really hard. It's really hard to do it by yourself. It was really hard for me to do it by myself. I did it with um, with um, Corinne, um, with Rachel near the end. That was a good one. Corinne's pretty strong. <laughs> we raised a bunch of energy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for ourselves mostly <laughs> we watched that and we're like ah but yeah no it, it's it's totally true what you say Karen um, that is exactly what I'm talking about well that was the first part of our New Orleans episode with our special guest Tracy um, please come by next week to finish part two um, once again, thank you for all listeners. Uh, please head on over to brokencorners.com to find out about all your social media needs. And, uh, please feel free to reach out to us with any, any questions, anything you got. Once again, thank you, and we'll see you next week.